Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watch Season 3, Episode 18, Bleeding Through. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the Enchanted Forest, Jonathan, a young man claiming to be a prince, tricks Cora into bed. She becomes pregnant, and he refuses to marry her. But she meets Prince Leopold, Snow's father, who falls for her instead. When Princess Ava, Snow's mother, overhears Cora talking with Jonathan, she reveals to Leopold that Cora is pregnant and stealing from him to pay off Jonathan. Leopold casts Cora out, and she gives her baby, Zelina, away to give herself her best chance. In Storybrooke, Zelina steals Regina's heart, and Regina decides to commune with her dead mother to get answers about Zelina. They think the seance fails, but Cora possesses Snow and shows her how Ava betrayed her, leading her to give up Zelina. Meanwhile, Belle discovers that Zelina is gathering ingredients for a time travel spell, Rumpel attempts to escape Zelina and fails, and Regina finally decides to take a leap with Robin. Roger, what do you think of this episode? This is easily the best episode of the season so far, as things finally happened. Um, we got a good backstory. I enjoyed seeing Rose McGowan was great again. It was just nice to finally see some information that I wanted that I've been probably asking for for some time. My only real big criticism of this is that I think this episode should have been in season two when Cora was the villain, because this told me about why Cora did things that she did against Snow and Ava much more than what we got the first time we saw her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, I was just thinking about how they actually also could have told... They could have t told us this flashback without the pregnancy piece mm -hmm. and then revealed that mm -hmm. in this episode. Mm -hmm. And that is when we could have found out that Zelina and Regina are sisters. Yeah, this could have been part two to that and then there's a piece that we didn't know about. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think I think this is a great episode. I'm not sure I think it's better than The Tower. The Tower was really good. So The Tower was the tower fine. The Tower was exciting. But we didn't learn anything in the tower the way that we learned things in this episode. That's true. That's so true. I think this gave me more backstory information. And we finally got the plot reveal that we've been kind of been waiting for. Yeah. Tower is good. This episode also has really great moments with Belle and Regina and Snow and Regina. Actually, almost all of the moments in this episode are great. I like almost everything about this episode. The thing that I don't like about this episode is how weird it makes the timeline in the flashback. It breaks the timeline. Yeah. So now Leopold and Cora knew each other before Regina marries him. That makes no sense. Cora was engaged to Regina's husband. Cora was <laughs> engaged to the man that she accepted the proposal of on Regina's behalf, who was cast out by that man. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any fucking sense. This is broken. Like, as much as I like this episode, they clearly forgot about the stable boy. This doesn't track. Yeah. This is just straight up wrong. So, But in any case, if we can just like ignore that, which oftentimes we just have to ignore things. Writing inconsistency, this yeah. is peak. This is bad. Um, Where would you like to start? I feel like we got to start in the past since we already kind of talked about it a little bit. All right. So I think you gave Cora some unnecessary grief while we were watching it because you were like, I can't believe she fell for this. I mean, how many times has this happened? But Cora is smart. Yeah, but my point is this has actually happened to a bunch of the women in the show. It's true. It's, it's not true. unreasonable in this weird show to yeah. run into a prince. I, I think that it would be easier to watch it if... Because we don't see any in between Cora. Like, this is where she learned to be skeptical of the world. Um, 
but it doesn't really mean anything because we learned about Korra's dead. We learned about Korra in season two. Like, I don't know. I, it was actually like a really great episode about Korra, but it just doesn't matter. <laughs> I think the other problem with this is that they position Korra as the victim. Mm. But I, A, you even had questions about like, does she like him or does she like what he represents for her? Because as Jonathan correctly points out, you were very willing to give it up to me when you thought I was going to give you everything you wanted. So it sounds like she just wants a prince. Now, I do think her and Leopold do have real energy, but Cora had a plan. Oh, she definitely had a plan. And I, I think I think this episode actually does a pretty good job of showing how the consequences are only on Cora. Like, I understand that she might have been using him, but that doesn't really matter. Like, he should accept responsibility for what happened, just as she is going to Jonathan? have to. Oh, yeah, right. Jonathan. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, his plan was never see her again. Right. Um, <laughs> this also now paints Ava as a bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, she tripped a girl, and we we knew they had a past. But this was... We like, didn't know yes, that they did. had a past. We knew that when I made the past, like, when we saw the Miller's daughter, we knew they didn't like each other. Yes, but in the Miller's know. daughter, you assume that they had never met before that moment. Um, uh, I don't know. I I took it as those two don't like each other. I because she tripped her for no reason. Yeah, I think like she just sticks her foot out and trips a random girl. Either Ava was a terrible person and just tripped random girls, or she specifically tripped this random girl intentionally. Yeah, I I, I feel like that makes it even worse. Like she got what she wanted. Like, Ava got what she wanted. You, Why you gotta trip her now? You don't understand. I can't explain pettiness, revenge, <laughs> rubbing in someone's face, taunting. I mean, that's... You don't... I don't know. I, but th that what is odd about that is that now Snow's parents, who we assumed to be... Let's not even say perfect. When we... What's that point? Uh, fruit of the Poisonous Tree? When Leopold is just waxing about how great Ava was yeah. when she was... He didn't even feel that way about her in this episode. Well, I think... I mean, he tells Cora, like, I'm sure she's lovely. Like... Uh-huh. Like, I, I just... She's not the woman that I chose. Yeah, but in that episode, he talks about how she was the greatest thing. Like, he yeah. is clearly in love with her and misses her, and that was the apple of his eye. But, like, what we find out is that he... Meh. She's fine. But there's a difference between being fine and being like, you're the one I love. You're the one I chose. You're the one I wanted to be with. I think that they also could have given Leopold even just one line um, that would have made him. I, I mean, he's not really like the villain here. Like he got tricked. I wouldn't call him the villain. But but he doesn't respond in a honorable way, I would say. I don't know about that. Um, I think he does the right thing, actually. I, I think that if if they had given him... If you had just told me the truth, like, cause she, I think that if she had told him the truth, he would have been okay. But she lied. I know. Step of the way. I know. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. Like, I also would have been upset, but they could have had him say that. But he did say that. He I did? Can't, I can't trust you. Yes. I can't trust you. That's literally what that is. In, they're not even implying it. You lied. I can't trust you. I checked you. I confirmed you lied. Get out. No, I understand. But he could have said, if you had told me the truth, we could. I would have accepted you. But I don't think that's necessary. I think it's a completely different thing than I don't know. So you, it's, you always say this all the time. You don't do good things because it's going to get you a reward. You do the good thing because it's what you're supposed to do. Whether or not you believe he was going to accept you isn't why you tell the truth. You tell the truth because you're not a liar. 
That's the point, is that she's a liar. She lied because she thought she could get away with it. No, I understand. I'm not, it's not about Cora. It's about Leopold. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I think saying that cheapens what the point was. It was that Cora wasn't, Cora maybe would have told the truth if she believed that he would accept her. I see. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. I just think we're saying different things. I know. I'm saying, I think what you want him to say makes the situation worse. Why? Because I think it, it makes that sound like there was a reward for telling the truth that shouldn't be there. If you had told me the truth, I would have accepted you. I don't actually need that part. I don't think that helps. I don't think that helped the situation at all. I think it's the fact that you broke my trust. That's the end of the discussion. Regardless of how I would have acted if you told me the truth, you lied to me. That's the important part of this conversation. I just don't agree. I know. <laughs> You're just wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> Your face is wrong. I don't even know what that means. Um, so... This this is the most inconsistent flashback we've ever gotten. And there's, like, nothing wrong with the actual flashback. No. Like, it, the story is fine. It just doesn't tie into, like, <laughs> yeah. you've repositioned Ava as a bad person. Like, fundamentally, she's now a bad person. Cora knows Leopold, so that doesn't make any more sense. Uh, Leopold was in love with Cora. Because I even asked, like, why didn't she just marry Leopold? Like, I, I think I said that back in the stable. Where I was like, well, if you wanted power that badly, you just marry. So why would you be okay marrying her daughter? That's creepy, man. And ignoring that... <laughs> It, you would not trust a woman's daughter, for one, that could have been the child. Okay. He was literally told this. It's true. I think there's a couple things going on here. One, obviously the writers just, like, were did not have this in mind when they wrote the original Stable Boy story. It was two seasons ago. I understand that. And then, I think... I mean, I have to assume Cora did something to make him forget. I guess. But I don't know. And, but she, but why would, if she had that ability, she would have made Ava forget. No, not at this moment. Yeah. Like later, when, when he meets Regina, I think she makes him forget. Oh, like she does. There's no evidence of that. But like one must, one must assume because otherwise it is very, very ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, and then on top of that, it re, like, we always wondered, like, what on earth could Ava really have done to you? And now you're like, no, I get it. This kind of makes sense. But also, it still doesn't justify what she does to Zelina. No. Well, and especially... Uh, what she does is... I understand. She should definitely not keep the baby. But, like, she also didn't have to, like, leave it on the ground. Well, and she also drops the line of, I'm, to give me my best chance. What is the fundamental difference between her decision, Mila's decision, and Pan's decision? Well, yeah, no, it because she frames it as being about herself. It, but she also didn't do anything to make sure the baby had the be had its best chance, which is what a good person would do. Correct. Just I, like Mila didn't do anything, just like I'm disagreeing with you. But this episode positions Cora as the victim. Mm -hmm. Like, even Regina and Snow conversation, they talk about, like, well, now I understand what my mother went through. It's like, yeah, but your mother's still a bastard. Like, you can't just abandon a baby because you got tricked and cast out. Like, it wasn't Zelina's fault. It also is, it just, so apparently Zelina's plan is to kill Ava so that <laughs> Ava never tells Leopold about this thing, and then Cora and Leopold get married. And have Zelina as their baby. And I... That's I, not how that works. I, right? I actually don't know that that's her plan. That's just what they assume her plan is. She hasn't confirmed that. I guess that's plan. true. That's true. Um, she just wants what Regina has. 
Yeah. I think that, so I, it makes sense to me that Cora might be unreliable here. That Cora's thinking yeah. at the moment is, and that's maybe not where Zelina was. Actually, it makes a lot of sense that she's the victim because she's the one that's telling the story. Correct. Yeah. But Cora isn't the victim here. She is a victim of a bad thing. Yeah. But she's also the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. The only real victim here is Leopold. Yeah. And Zelina, I guess. And Zelina. And yeah. actually, Zelina is the victim here because she yeah. did nothing to deserve this. But it's also not Regina's fault. No. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's a very odd like, like you said this would have been better for Cora's backstory why she hates Ava why she wants to darken snow like her plan was always like because a woman tripped you you like lost your shit this tells me that but you already did this she's already dead yeah um Jonathan's kind of funny and like a, god he's a scumbag oh god like. he's such a scumbag like he's not even okay. he like makes her think it's her idea he like he ultimate con artist it. it's just like so the funny thing is is that Cora's a con artist who was being tricked essentially yeah like she clearly wanted to bet a prince to lock him in to get what she wanted and then got tricked mm -hmm. so you kind of like again you're not really the victim like you were trying to use him he just used you and then I guess she finds him after like two months I didn't understand what the hell's going on with the walking thing well they were supposed to meet up at the crossroads like two months later. later oh two months i thought it was two weeks maybe it, it was two weeks and then she waits to find and then it takes her a while to find him he travels to the castle i guess Weird. and then she just runs into him in the garden he's just standing there looking kind of princely at first yeah he does and then she sees his boots well and he says you're a stubborn one. i did really like the music that plays when she finds him it's kind of like a fairy tale like uh oh, and then it like sours in the middle of the the musical piece as you learn more about how he's a dick uh, you you asked a good question how many women has he done this to a lot he's done this to a lot of women do you think jonathan might be james's father <laughs> maybe they seem both very good at this they do. Uh, they do. They do. The other thing that's weird is that, you know, and I don't know why the show doesn't understand this. When you are having conversations that you don't want to be heard, don't do them out in the open. I also don't. Okay. No, let's back up for a second. Mm -hmm. So Cora finds him and. The first time? Yeah. Yep. In, and is like, I'm pregnant. He says he won't marry her. She says she's going to tell the prince. And he's like, well, whatever. Like, I'm going to leave. Um, and then she like screams is and scoundrel. presumably that is how she encounters like, like what happens to Jonathan? He runs. He just took off. But then he still fucking works there. No, I don't think he works. That oh, way. he just comes back and asks for money. He comes back because he knows that it were his travel that she's engaged the prince and now he's blackmailing her. He doesn't work there anymore. He's just a, a thief who shows up. Okay, that makes more sense. I was like, how is he still... Like, what is wrong with all of these people that some scoundrel attacked her in the gazebo and then they just let him work there? Um, <laughs> also, give them. I want to give them credit. The casting of young Leopold. Oh, he looks so, so, so much like old Leopold. Yeah, that's young Toby. Yeah. Like, I, I, If you cast him as young Toby in the Western, they'll be like, that's him. I'm really good with that. I actually think that actor does a really good job of mm -hmm. um, talking about how... He's kind of sweet. He is. And he's also like dealing. It, it reminds me of um, when he's he knows Regina's not into him. And he has that same kind of like energy that Toby has where he's basically like, I know my wife's heart belongs to another man. I don't know what to do. Like in this case, he doesn't love Ava. He's been betrothed to her since her birth. I guess that the way that because he looks, I'd say mid. -30s. I mean, that's normal. 
Yeah, but like that means he was like 15 and they're like, hey, this baby right there, that's your girl. That's kind of weird. Um, and yeah, he has he's never met her, which is also weird. Yeah, that is weird. Ava of age that they, they would met. have met at this point. And it's not like they live in a they, about a day's ride away. Sure. And we know royals have balls for fucking anything. Yeah. You're telling me they wouldn't have met? Like it is weird. No. Um He's also really he's like charmed by Cora. And he he says he wants to be a king, a man of the people, but yeah. he like doesn't even know how to build a fire. And he's kind of like impressed by her skills. I think ironically, what he wanted was not a princess. He wanted someone who's self sufficient. Like yeah. I think he actually was really charmed yeah. by what Cora was, and she's determined. She's obviously beautiful, but like she has a like spunk about her that's yeah. like, oh yeah, like that's not one of these little boring roles. It's kind of the way charming looks at Snow, and like, oh, she's kind of a badass. Yeah. Um, totally they have real energy which is nice to see <laughs> yes they do even if hers is a little duplicitous she does have a thing for him like regardless i'm sure she thinks he's nice yeah like she probably doesn't know and not a lot of nice boys but she's just been screwed by yeah. one so trusting another yeah. one um when cora and jonathan have that second conversation like after she's engaged you get a little bit of her um her like rage, uh, her mm -hmm. magic, magic feeling rage. Mm -hmm. You will bow down and count yourself lucky to pull the weeds at my feet. The way she says bow down is just, she's thinking about their backs breaking. <laughs> That's the Cora I know. Um, also, you think Jonathan might be Hope's father? Because he's a bit of a lech here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's a lech, but he's not old enough to be Hope's father. That's fair. He points out how something about his name and how you said it three times. It was quite impressive. He's very proud of himself. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe he becomes a pirate. Maybe he does. Maybe he is the man who abandoned Hook. He could have been in Neverland for who knows how long. <laughs> As we've learned, age means nothing in this show. Anything else? Uh, I, I just... Oh, the last line, because we've talked about this before. Snow White being black? Nope. 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 You can't be pure snow and black. That's just silly. Sorry. Doesn't work. Still disagree. It, the snow is always white. But it, like, I don't, you're like taking this metaphor like very literally. Yes, because Snow White is her name. Okay. Snow Black, a person that missed something here. Her name is Snow White because she was born on the coldest day of the year. Okay, I'm going to Google pure snow and black and see how many cross references there are. I bet it's less than one. Overly literal, Roger. He's just staring at me now. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened. I just don't understand how you don't see how ridiculous that is. Okay, so I have two more locations. I have Storybrooke and then I put the seance as like a middle location since it's kind of a combo of both. Okay. You get the flash. I just right? have that in Storybrooke. Okay. I mean, she's in Storybrooke. I know, but it's like, it's all about the past and they, yeah, that. That's uh, fair. So, where do you want to go next? Um, why don't we start at the beginning? Which is. Selena and Regina in Regina's house. In Regina's super sexy dress. Top costume. That blue dress. The zip that goes all the way down the back. That dress looks very good on her. I also really like, I, I think that the way that they've chosen... But her hips, it feels out too far. <laughs> I think that the way that they've chosen to dress Selena is interesting because she has kind of like a 1930s vibe to her, mm -hmm. which is very like... Wicked Witch. Um, 
but that's not how the witch dresses. But it's the Wizard of Oz. Set in like 1900, actually. I know, but the uh, movie came out in the 30s. I 1939, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that is like an interesting mm-hmm. callback, and she looks. I like it. I like the hats, and like, I, I think it's cool. It is a very different look, though. Like Regina looks sexy, but where, modern. Modern, whereas Zelina looks old timey. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's like she has, she looks like somebody who would be in the Enchanted Forest right now. Um. I think that's fair. Um. I also went, Selena's like touching Regina's things, and Regina says, That's not yours. And Regina says, or Zelina says, Story of Life. It's like, Could you be any more like, This is not Regina's fault? Well, she's not blaming Regina for this. She's just saying, Everything you have should be mine. I think the problem with Zelina, really, and I've said this throughout the entire season, is that I like I understood why Pan wanted to turn on you. He's a bastard for it, but I get it. Yeah. I just don't understand why this is what she wants. If you have the power to go back in time, which maybe she does now, you want Regina's life? Yeah. I also Okay, what? Zelina says something very astute to Regina during this conversation. With every advantage, you still turn your back on every opportunity for happiness. Not inaccurate about Regina. I would disagree with that why henry is proof that is not true that's fair that's fair zelina also does this she's like super powerful like she could like have anything she could have anything now that is true about zelina (laughs) um yeah no and and you know i think her play seemed like they're trying to make it like oh i'm just making sure you weren't somewhere it's like yeah but you and the dark one could just go take it from anyone you didn't actually need this deception. Like, How did they figure out where it was? It's not hard to figure out. Oh. I think if anyone's... If you've got spies everywhere, is it hard to figure out that Robin and Regina have been spinning? Yeah, I together? guess like giving it to someone in the woods when there's like monkeys in the woods was not a great... Well, there was no good play. She she is more powerful than Regina and she has the dark one. The dark one can find it. I mean, like really, what, where are you going to find it? Probably. Is that a thing? You he could hear probably it, hear it beating. Or he could probably threaten to the tell heart. everyone until someone tells him. See? See, Roger? That's how you get people to tell you information. I don't like how many times you feed this on our podcast. <laughs> also, what's wrong with you? You're the one that said it. Um, the one that said it. I did, but it's more so the fact that, like, that's what he does in this episode. He threatens to kill someone to get what he it's needs. It's true. And he it's so sad. He, like, doesn't want to. He de- really doesn't want to. So you asked me in a previous episode about waiting until later to see if we believe we should kill Zelina. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Rumple deserves to kill Zelina. Uh, as does Robin. Yeah, fair. I mean, like, she put his son in, basically. He won't. Huh? He won't, though. I mean, if the choice was kill Zelina to save Roland, I think he would. But again, and you're just going to yell at me when I say this. Find another way. Well, no, not oh. find another way. They stripped her of all of her power and had her locked up in a cell. You haven't said that yet. <laughs> I just gave, I just did big spoiler. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So here's a fun fact. Is there one thing we know about this show is that nothing is permanent. That's How true. many times has Regina been put in a cell? That's true, a lot. Rumpel has Rumpel. been in a cell. As back, when Rumpel's in a cell, you're usually more scared because that means he wants to be here. He's literally in a cell right now, actually. He lives in a cage. Um, 
And yeah, she needs to. You know, I shouldn't you, have been listening to our uh, deep rumple deep dive. You, you know how you deal with enemies like that? Off with their head. We kill them. Yeah. I'm sorry. Are you uh, embodying Cora? Cora here? It's a Cora episode. I feel like we should have. Off with his head. Off with his head. Um, okay. Um. I like the. I love the Rumple and Robin interaction out here. Me too. And I also something that like subtle that I thought was interesting. Rumple is dirty. Like mm-hmm. he's wearing a dirty suit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is a very subtle method of torture that Zelina is employing on Rumpelstiltskin. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gold does not wear dirty clothes, except for in episode one of this TV well, he's show. Not dirty. He's not dirty. Just They're just like, he's wearing a fucking gingham shirt or something. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing it was laundry day. But yeah, I love that. Rumple basically tells him what he's willing to do, but he doesn't want to. And he's kind of pleading with Robin, don't make me do this. Yeah. Like, he is telling him, I don't want to kill your son. I do not want to separate a father and a son. But I will, because I can't stop myself. You need to just give me this damn heart. And Robin won't do it until Roland's in danger, because he shoots. He pulls the trigger, and then Rumple, obviously anticipating that's exactly what he's going to do, changes the target. And at that point, Robin immediately goes into desperation mode. Yeah. And I, I don't think he's wrong. No, and he, Regina even was yeah. like, it's not worth... No. No, it's definitely not worth someone's life. It's not worth a child's life. Yeah. So, and this is what I said about, like, you can't give up that dagger to save Johanna. That was stupid. I actually don't think he should have given up that dagger to save Neil. Because yeah. it, now we're in this situation... Saving Roland, I can't expect Robin to prioritize anything over saving his son. Like, that's just not fair. Well, and it it, it wouldn't have worked anyway. Like, Roland would have died, and then Rumpel would have just Went kept killing person. people. He would have killed all of them. <laughs> he would have killed every single person in that town. Um, honestly, why didn't they take that shit out of the town line? If that's what she needs, run. I think th- they, can't, I, they can't leave, one. Zelina has made it so they can't leave. Mm. Um, and two, I th- that, I mean, that often happens with the curse. But the curse was cast before Emma and Henry came in town. Which means they could leave. Yeah, but uh, they weren't part of the curse. Yeah, I know. Usually people that aren't part of the curse can leave. Yeah, give it to Emma. Run. I also don't know what would happen. I don't either. There's no magic. I think that Regina might die. That's a good point. Like, I think it might just, like... Oof. Turn into a heart. So you'd be basically sacrificing Regina. Yeah. Yeah, that's not worth it. No. All right. Especially not as like a first first choice. Yeah. I also like the the line that he Rumpel says to Robin. He says, I'm truly sorry before he snaps the arrow like this close. And you see that moment of panic on Robin's face before the arrow falls down. Yeah. And then he just does it as a sleight of hand. Yeah, to get away. To yeah. Fear. Um Yeah. Regina, I Regina's first question was, was anyone hurt? Which I know. Very, there's a, actually a lot of, like, you get a lot of glimpses into how much Regina has grown in this episode. And that was one of the first. Well, and she would have blamed someone for this. Yeah. Like, instead, her first She would have killed Robin. Not that she would have killed Robin. She would have made him pay. But she would have never given him the heart in the first place. But yeah, she would have punched him. Yeah. Um, and then Regina goes to see Belle. We get a really interesting Belle and Regina reaction. Bookworm has teeth. Interaction. Yeah. Yeah, Bookworm has teeth. Regina was impressed that Belle stood up to her. Well, normally she just lets everything go. It's about time she finally got some teeth. Yeah. Um, I also really liked Regina's delivery. Like, like Regina tells like 
felt like, why are you messing up the shop? I have it all organized. Quit it. And <laughs> Regina's, Regina's like, oh, Zelina took my heart. And Bella's like, freak the fuck out. She's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, no. Uh, and Regina's like, oh, relax. I, I, uh, I enchanted it so she can't make, she can't control me. Don't worry about well, it. Well, that's the first question I would <laughs> have no, too. Like, I oh, just, shit, you're going to kill me. I just really liked like, Regina's Also, delivery. considering her history... Yeah. Which no, Belle appropriately like oh, lays out. Slap down. And Regina accepts that she did that. Like she doesn't try to deny it or blame it on someone else. And then she apologizes. What you don't No, I'm just shocked that Belle has the capacity to forgive somebody for But she did. She didn't like say I forgive you. She just said but she didn't say anything. But like I think what she is saying in her head is you make a reasonable point, I will now help you. <laughs> Which true, like Bella's Bella's always in for the greater good, and she can set aside her personal feelings, and she wasn't gonna like do anything about it anyway. Like she's not like she was gonna kill Regina or something. That's fair. Um, I also really oh, Regina apologizing to Bell. Remember how I said I wanted Hook to apologize like this, but he never did. Yeah. Thank you. An actual. You mean you mean when when he says sorry? Question mark. <laughs> Regina actually apologized. Yeah, she actually apologized very sincerely. Yeah. Um, I also really like that Belle knows where everything is inside of the shop. Like Regina's like, I want that candle. And she's like digging around for stuff. And Belle is like, this candle in this drawer? You want this candle? Which is funny. That's almost like what a wife would do. But they're not married. I think it makes her feel close to people to capitalize I mean, he knows, things. That he knows that really he... his things. Well, they're his. <laughs> Some of the things are his. All of the things are his. Because they have appeared in his shop? Yes. Okay. I mean, most of the time he's made deals for these things. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Also that. He is a lawyer. Okay. Where do we go next? The seance is the next thing. Well, okay. Because they oh, the whole group comes over. Yeah, the whole group comes over. Can we start with Snow and Charming? Yeah. <laughs> People will make fun of him. He's a king. That's why no one made fun of him. <laughs> Charming has a couple really good... I also really like when Regina's pouring the tea and he just instantly picks it up and she's like, don't drink that. It's poison. And he's like, I prefer. <laughs> Can I refer to him as Captain Charming now? Captain Charming? Well, because Picard also loves Earl. Grey. He does. He didn't ask for it to be hot. though. He didn't, but he has good taste. See, I knew I liked Charming. The man shares taste with Captain Picard. The other thing that I really liked about that funny line about the naming is that it was a very subtle way to remind you that Leopold is Snow's father so that when you see the flashback, you remember that that's who he is. Yeah. Yep. Excellent job. Like, they made a great joke. It was actually funny, and it was helpful. <laughs> well, and it also, it's like one of those, we talk about this a lot, about it's a nice, normal moment between a couple. In, in a ridiculous episode where they're about to have a seance to summon her mother, who was murdered by Snow... They have like a real like. Let's talk about names, okay? Now let's go back to the ridiculous shit. Moment I, of levity. I like this little this little group is like very interesting. They invited Hook, which is I mean he knew he knew Cora, and he's now part of their being helpful group. I guess he's being all sulky about the curse on his lips and just being super emo about it. What? I just. To hear you be so critical of Hook is... Wait! Did Hook do that on purpose? What is that? So he, like, crosses, oh, like... Yes. He did it on purpose? Why? 
my guess is that he didn't want Cora spilling secrets. But why? That we don't know. We don't get backstory for Hook. But the only reason he would do that is that she knows something about him he doesn't want anyone to know. I mean, he obviously is afraid of what she did to him and that her threat against Emma and Henry. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that. But I don't, I mean, I don't understand. Also, I mean, he knows Cora. If Cora hates Snow, which the easiest way to make Snow angry would be to kill Emma. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, know what's going on there. But he, it definitely was like, oh, he did that intentionally. Yeah. And then he, like, barely speaks in the whole... Well, I guess we get that scene with Emma and Hook later, but he also barely speaks there. Um, that's basically our Neverland group, minus Rumple. Yeah. Which is interesting that they've... That's our main cast this year. That's it. That's all of them. Them and Rumple. And Zelina, I suppose, but... Yeah. I don't think there's any hair in these episodes. Belle. Belle isn't main cast right now. I me. believe that she is technically considered main cast. When I say she's not main cast, like, she, there are multiple episodes where she's got a one line or not yeah. doing anything yeah that's fair um yeah they do the seance it fails i mean i guess it it did work but it fails to do what they wanted it to do they just wanted to talk to her but she actually like bleeds through like she comes mm -hmm. into their world um i also like when they talk about like well if you can talk to the dead why don't people do it more often which is honestly my first question like yeah why don't people talk to the dead more often you have magic like they have info and they're like well you need the murder weapon and the murderer. Yep. And then still has it like, that's me. Yeah. Well, and I would, I have to imagine that only, only people with unfinished business are ghosts, probably. That's usually the case. So, like, you know, happily dead people are probably not people that you can talk to. Who's happily dead in this show? In this show? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, like, everyone dies tragically, it feels like. That did did anyone die of has anyone died of old age? Or peacefully. Everybody? I literally can't think of anyone. And there's so many dead. And they all die brutally, usually. Leopold yeah. dies via the snakes, and Ava dies via the poison. And Charming's mother like Poison she, arrow. Yeah, poison arrow. So you talked about being one of those painful ways to agonizing. Die. Yeah. Yeah, nobody dies of old age here. Uh, Cora dies via poisoned candle? Maybe she dies peacefully. No. I mean, I don't know that it hurt, but... It's sudden. <laughs> Graham got his heart crushed. Yeah, not good. Not good. Pan got stabbed. Yeah. Tamara got shot with an arrow and then got her heart crushed. Greg got his shadow ripped out. Jesus. Yeah, this is not, this is not a good place. This is not the good place. <laughs> this is not the good place. Um, when everybody leaves and then the door disappears, that was so creepy. I also found it funny that Regina wanted to stay behind and talk. You mean Snow? That's what I meant. Snow wanted to stay behind and talk to Regina. I, I think that Snow is, I think finally, finally we're addressing some questions that you've had forever. This is all we're going to get. And it's a little unfortunate. Did we address the questions that I actually asked or do we just have the conversation about the guilt yeah we kind of just have the conversation but at least we didn't forget about it so that she thinks about it every day well we forgot <laughs> about the consequences we talk about it but we don't actually talk about her heart yeah which is a point i'm going to bring up in a few episodes later when it specifically talks about her heart i 
I mean, they, I also think there's some impressive, some impressive growth has happened in their relationship. Like Snow isn't really afraid. Uh, like when Regina says, so do I, there's kind of this like subtle, it sounds a little menacing. menacing. And then, but like Snow doesn't look scared. And Snow is also holding an apple during this conversation, which I think is interesting because, you know, as Henry said, my family has a thing. They don't like apples. No apples. Family has a thing with apples. Yeah, I, you know, I know you're going to disagree with this, but one of the things that I always wish this show had was no Emma and more Regina and Snow. Mm -hmm. Because I actually think their both rivalry and eventual friendship is one of the more interesting things because it was kind of the crux of season one. Is She wanted to kill Snow White out of pure revenge, and they battled. I mean, now granted, it's like a proxy battle because Emma's kind of fighting for Mary Margaret. But then they kind of get this like sisterly bond. And it's interesting because they both have pretty tortured pasts. Yeah, I mean, and well, and they kind of, they bond. Regina acknowledges that. She's like, I think we can just agree that like things are kind of fucked up here. Yeah. Um, and then it gets even like when Ghost Cora appears, she is terrifying. Yeah, it's funny. I don't think this would have hit as well with Barbara Hershey. But Rose McGowan's features are so prominent yeah. that her being a ghost is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and I'm, as you know, terrified of ghosts. Were you over there silently shivering next to me? That, not quite. I mean, I knew exactly what was going to happen. So that helped. <laughs> I honestly was curious if you were going to jump. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. And did you jump? No. Oh, okay. Um, but Regina steps in front of Snow. Oh, wait, before you do that, let, yeah. I want to go back to an important point. She, when we first open the door, is sitting there spinning straw. She is. That's what she does. But apparently her time with Rumpelstiltskin left an impression on her. It did. Because, yeah, she was a Miller's daughter, but she wasn't a spinster. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we first see her like that is fascinating. Yeah. Um, so apparently Rumpel did mean more to her than, uh, that's why she had to rip out yeah. her and all those things. Yeah, I... One of my regrets of this show is I would have loved to have seen more. The more. Just, just more. Just more Rose McGowan. Like, I get it. She didn't want to be it. But, like, I'm sorry. Rose McGowan being the villain of this season would have been way more. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been great. And scary. Like, she's menacing. She's very scary. Um, Snow is terrified. And Regina steps in front of her. And then Regina says, if she wants to kill you, she's going to have to go through me. Which I think is a big... Willing, she's willing to die for Snow. It's funny that, you know, if you remember back to Neverland, when she talks to Rumpel and she's like, if anyone's going to kill you, it's going to be at my hands. Yeah. Which is like a, a friendly way of saying, like, I will protect you, but I still don't really like you. This time she's like, nope, you got to go through me. Which yeah. is like, you spent I, what, 35 to 40 years torturing this woman and now you're willing to save her? What a fascinating change. Why? Yeah, yeah. They've come a long way. Her and her baby. Yeah. Um. Well, maybe we should, well. Where you want to go next is what you're trying to figure out? Yeah. Let's get a look at Emma real quick. Okay, yeah. I actually really like this interaction. Emma giggling. Adorable. Yeah, so instead of making Emma try to do the Mary Margaret stuff, letting Emma kind of be silly and funny and, I don't want to say bubbly, but goofy i was like wow this is quite nice at the magic well and she's like twing with so this is the thing that i don't understand is that it seems like she is flirting with him she is 
But she likes him. I know, but it, it is so like she's like, what is your problem? It's like, well, he's been pining over you for like two years now. Definitely not that long. Two seasons, whatever. I mean, Neverland was. I I refuse to acknowledge that was two weeks. There's no way. <laughs> no, it's not been that long. It's... I mean, there has been a year. He, I'm sorry, he has oh, actually it has been two years yeah. because it's been the full year plus the events of season two from the Beanstalk on, and then Neverland, and so we've actually had about two years. I am correct. I do not think that. I don't all not. the other stuff. I do not. I do not that they, all the other things are a year. But you're you're right. He ha- he was waiting while. for her for a year. And we still even had like a we haven't even gotten a conversation from her with anyone about her feelings about him other than you kissed Hook. Why? That's the closest we've gotten. Um I mean her and David talk about him a little bit when she he's trying to convince her to have lunch with Neil. A little bit. Um but what I'm saying is that like she hasn't really given anything to Hook. No. Yeah. But I don't think that that's, I think that she also knows that that's not, it's not like Hook to, it's like Hook to pine and yearn, yeah. but it's not like him to be like snippy about it. Sure. And maybe, maybe it's the straw that broke the camel's back, but like she does know him. Like she knows that something is wrong. Oh no, I agree. I just think this would be like, you flip this and if this had been Emma yearning for Hook for a year and he was continually taunting her, I think you and all the other female watchers of the show be like, he's such an asshole. Why is he doing this to her? That's how I picture you guys when you guys are mad. Wow, Roger. Saying, am I wrong? I I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, he enjoys it. I am. I mean, he's clearly not enjoying this right now. I don't know that this was enjoyment, but this <laughs> but is for I a different she's reason. I'm so terrified that she's, Henry's going to die or whatever. Well, and also, like, oddly enough, her flirting with him is the worst thing right now That's because true. he doesn't want her to kiss him. Yeah. Wishful thinking. I know. Um, but yeah, actually, her getting good at magic was nice to see her practicing. Yeah. She also, like, takes his hook and, like, Wow, that's hilarious. Like a little schoolgirl. Like, yeah, you hooked on the thing. And he says something like it's not nice to something with a man's hook. And it makes me think back to the portal episode in two, where he's like, you know, usually that I think of much better things to do with a woman on their back. It's almost like a flip of it. Obviously, it's not as sexual, but yeah. it's the same kind of like taunting. Yeah. Um, maybe let's finish. Let's finish the Say the post seance situation before we go to Zelina and Rumble. So Regina and Snow part do? Well, first everybody shows up. I already talked about that. No. So we talked about when they start the seance. Oh, yep. yep and yep. then everybody leaves. And Emma and Hook go to the go to Granny's. And Belle has arrived too. Belle Belle shows up because she just figured out Belle being the Oracle. I know. I feel like if they had just gave her given her because Bell was like Bell was pretty close before she even had all of the information. Yeah, I just don't understand what they like the way that they go to Rumple for magical backup is the way they should go for um Bell to just be like the internet. Yeah. Like her nickname could be the internet. Um I also was upset with Emma in this in this scene. 43 minutes 19 seconds. <laughs> So I'm say that to myself. Uh-huh. So I have uh, reference. Um, Belle sort of surmised like she's gonna go back in time, and they make the she's gonna kill Princess Ava, and then 
etc etc snow would never be born and then and emma says well i guess this is where your help stops regina and it's like geez emma like regina just like saved your mom's life i mean she didn't because cora wasn't trying to kill her but she didn't know. know that she didn't know that and i'm like jesus like don't you like know her better by now come on I don't know. What's weird about that is I agree with you, but I'm not sure where the fault lies. Is it bad writing, bad acting? I don't think it was bad acting. Because, yeah. like, I mean, I mean, like, maybe the line could have been delivered differently, but, like, she, the words that she said could not be interpreted differently. Well, you know, like, I always think back to that, like, you know, dead guy of the year. Like, was it supposed to be a different emotion that was supposed to be portrayed here? Was it supposed to be sarcasm? Was it supposed to be threatening? Was it supposed to be, like, I don't know. It did sound a little like sarcasm. I kind of thought but, it was maybe sarcasm, but it didn't seem like sarcasm. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the the intent is still like the meaning is still there behind the words. And I mean, Regina is like, you don't even have to believe me. Like, it like I wouldn't be born either. Like, well, no, you but, wouldn't be born. Henry wouldn't yeah. be born. Like, nope. It just it, her line the way she does it was unclear. So I was like, what was she going for here? Yeah. Which is a point that I've made before. Oftentimes, I just don't know what that character is trying to convey. Yeah. Um, um, but then, after they deduce everything, yeah, Regina and Snow have a great conversation. A great conversation. And first of all, there's just a couple like funny lines oh, yeah. from Snow. We're back to like great delivery from Mary oh. Margaret. Apparently, the human body has surprising tolerance for ghost possession. That's a great line. <laughs> and then, and Doctor Will told me I have a tough placenta, which somehow came off creepy. Well, especially when you remember that you know. They yeah, made tacos together. They did make tacos, and the Regina kind of just like looks back and raises an eyebrow and is like, "The fuck!" I really wish that I feel like in my head I remember, which didn't happen. Yeah. Is Snow responding? We really have to get a different doctor. <laughs> yeah, he's already seen it. It's fine. Um, and then he she mentions about the damaging relationship, which I thought was a great line. Oh yeah, I know how much you looked up to Ava. I'm sorry you had to learn she had such darkness in her past. Not that one. It's the, I think it's you officially have a more damaging relationship. Oh, yeah, with no. my mother than I do? Yeah. Well, I think it's a, you have officially have like a less, it's something with that, because she ends with, and you killed her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the other, the other line too about Ava, like Regina can now look past her own pain to like empathize with other people, which is a big thing. And I also think it's something interesting that like, for the most part, Snow had looked at her parents as like beacons of yeah. what is right. And her mom was kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. And her dad, I mean, not in this episode, but like he also just like wasn't nice to Regina. I don't know. I don't agree with that one. He just, he wasn't, he wasn't in love with her. Which is fine, but he also just like completely ignored her. Yeah. Pining over a woman that he was not really apparently all that in love with. Yeah. This is inconsistent. So that's the weird thing about this is that like, because in that episode, he talks about how like your mother was the greatest thing and blah, 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 all this like sappy crap. And then this one's like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, she was given to me when she was born. I didn't even choose her. Well, and it's reason. I mean, people, many people across many cultures across the world, like have arranged marriages for that. And you, sure. you can certainly grow to love someone. But not, incredible. not where he was. Maybe. You know, I don't think that's true. I do. I do not believe where he was in that episode, you go from arranged marriage to, like, that That seemed like so, like if Charming had lost Snow. Yeah. That's the way he's talking. Or when Rumpel loses Belle. The sure. way that they talk with that kind of affection is something more than just we grew to love each other. 
I thought something else, I mean, we did, we learned this from Belle, but the reason that Zelina wants Regina's heart specifically is because it's the most resilient heart. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, Regina is many things, but resilient is certainly one of them. Yeah. She's been through a lot of struggle and yep. she has managed to turn her life around. And I think that this conversation with Snow is really poignant. And back to that thing that Zelina says earlier, which I I, I hear what you mean about how it's, it's maybe not a perfect um, encapsulation of Regina because of Henry. Yeah. But it certainly is true about Robin. Sure. And that's, that, I mean, that's kind of, it's not the only thing that Snow is talking about while they're having yeah. this conversation, but it is what inspires Regina to go find, she decides not to let anything stand in the way of her happiness anymore. No delivering it made sense, yeah. right? Because she's basically saying like, don't let something else block you from what you truly want, yeah. which was like, okay, it made sense. The way Zelina phrased it was like, you squander every opportunity and you, it's like, but... That isn't actually true. No. It's not even just Henry. Like, she didn't do anything with Daniel that squandered that. That was her mother. I mean, they didn't fucking leave. Okay. <laughs> that was a tactical mistake, yes. not like a, yeah. you know, that yes. was literal mistakes, not mistake of the heart. And we finally got to see Regina and Robin kiss. About time. About time. About time. We learned that he's her true love last season. No, sorry. Earlier this season. 3A. 3A. That was a long time ago. It, you know what's nice about this, though? It, it didn't feel like they made us wait far too long. Like, the way I feel about Captain Swan, where it's like, we just keeps going and going and going and going. And I'm like, God, can we just be done with this shit? Like, the Regina Robin stuff, got a little bit of the taste, and you got that, and now we're here. Like, it feels like an appropriate timeline. Yeah. It's good. That's fair. Regina's been busy. You know, she doesn't have a heart and stuff. Yeah, there's anything so... When Cora didn't have a heart, she couldn't feel anything for anyone. It's not, um... That's the reason she took it out. Where does this... Okay, we get a conversation in maybe the next episode about this, but we also, when Regina rips out her heart when they're in the Enchanted Forest in the year that I can't remember, because she... It's, Henry. She tells Snow, like, no, I can, I can still feel it. It's just less. So, like, my assumption is that you can still feel things. It's just kind of dull. Like, it's less painful. Hmm. Um, so, I think I think Cora could feel things, just not fully. And it's pretty... It's easier to ignore feelings when they're, like, not... Overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's, a, it's like a dulled sense. Yeah. All right. I, I accept that. Any... Oh, hold on. Real quick. Because you didn't mention this, and it blew my mind. You always talk about how, like, ridiculous relationships are about, like, you know, how are you going to live in this house without doors and all this stuff? She accepted his proposal back in the past and had never met this man. Oh, I mean, okay. The reason that that doesn't surprise me is that that's exactly what she fucking wanted. I know. <laughs> would you accept a proposal from a man you just met? Do you mean would I? Absolutely not, because he might be tricking me to have sex with him. <laughs> But you're basically already there. Because you know my virtue. My virtue. Yeah, look, this show is pretty good about, like, empowering women and not, like, being ridiculous about that. But, like, the whole my virtue thing is relatively silly there. It's not really silly, though, because I I don't think that we're trying to... I don't think the show is trying to say women's virtue is the most important. But, like, where Cora lives, mm -hmm. her virtue is really important. 
Yeah, but Cora's position is the victim here. It is positioned as something that she was robbed of. Yes, and I, I think that... I, I'm not trying to say that I think Cora is, like, the complete victim in this situation, but I do, just like, just like Mila, like, I think, like, Cora's life sucked. Like, it sucked. And her life would have sucked so much did she make the right choice, just, like, leaving her baby on the ground? No. You have a talent for defending piece-of-shit women. <laughs> She's pretty impressive. You have a talent for defending piece-of-shit men, Roger. Who? You will defend Rumple no matter what it is. No, I disagree with him on a decent amount of things. Lies. Lies. I mean, I also just agree with Rumple a lot of the time. You're going to make me say spoiler things again, so we have to stop talking. It's fine. <laughs> but, like, Mila and, is uh, indefensible. I think that what she did was completely wrong. Yeah. But I'm just saying, shit's not great for women in the Enchanted Forest. Belle says it too. And yet, you never once came to Pan's defense. Why would I come to Pan's defense? Why did you come to Mila's defense? But he just like, what? What's the difference between Pan and Mila? As far as what they do? It... Well, one. <laughs> <laughs> Neil had one other parent. So there's that. Like, Rumpel still existed. Well, he left... Technically, he left them with the spinsters, if you want to go there. <laughs> they were really nice. They were very nice. We both love the spinsters. <laughs> they make delicious meat pies. The meat pies are just like... About yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Roger. Maybe I just am here to defend the women. The shitty women. I will defend the not shitty women, yeah, too. Yeah, you don't have to defend them. They're not shitty. We <laughs> <laughs> care about that. Anything else before we talk about Zelina and Rumpel? Nah. Um, wait, sorry. This is, like, way back. Did we talk about, where did the tornado come from? Oh, yeah. No, we did not. I don't know. So, <laughs> what I initially thought is that the tornado was cast by Korra. But Korra doesn't have magic here. No, and, like, it came from Oz. So, did... Is it just, like, a freak accident? Did Korra know the tornado? That's a good... Maybe. How did she know that? Uh, I don't know. Because, like... Because it sounded like she wanted... Because someone could have found the baby. So it sounds like she was putting it here to get the tornado to take the baby out of her life so that she could have her best chance. Think about how much more terrifying tornadoes would be if they could, like, transport you to a different realm. So, like, not only do you have to be worried about this tornado just, like, coming through and, like, fucking up your house and your farm, but also, like, you might get taken to another realm. I mean, I feel like, considering what tornadoes actually do, I'd much rather than just be transport portals than, you know whirling dervishes of death <laughs> i gotta take option a yes please <laughs> yeah a portal sucks but it's not just killing me i mean i'm assuming that the tornado also does other tornado-like things i don't know it didn't ruin anything around there no it didn't i mean a baby survived it it can't be that destructive it's true it's just a portal it kills wicked witches of the east and i thought that's the house yeah but the, the tornado picked up the house i know i'm saying the tornado did no damage <laughs> like, i've never Look, been in it. the house even, is the house even damaged? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it doesn't have a foundation, and it's, like, sitting sideways on top of a witch. <laughs> and that's not a euphemism. It really is on a witch. Yeah, it's it's really on a witch. But, yeah, I don't know. That was just very weird. Yeah. We're, no explanation. And no one else seemed to be, like, I know, I guess there's no one around, but, like, there's no tornado warning. There are no trees that get knocked down. No one's, like, going and boarding up in the castle. It's just, like, she's just out here walking around, pops I mean, the baby off. I don't know a lot of uh, meteorologists that live in the Enchanted Forest. Well, you can see it. 
do you? Uh, and then we'll turn on the electric alarm that tells people. The, the wizard. He's probably a meteorologist or whatever con he needs. He to does be. fly a hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I don't he remember is. why he flies a hot air balloon, though. I'm pretty sure he, like, works at the circus. He's, uh, yeah, he's a huckster and a yeah. channel. Uh, like, he's like a snake oil salesman. Yeah. 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 Which is why he's so good at being a wizard. I feel like we needed more of the wizard. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Selena and Rumple. First, Selena looks smoking hot in that dress. So it's weird. I don't, I have not found any of her attire to be attractive yet. I mean, there's a lot of boobs. Yeah, but like, not in like a sexy way. It's just boobs. Like, she's been green most of the time when there's been boobs too. Fair. But like, all of a sudden she pops out like this outfit. I was like, who is that? It's Selena. In that Damn. Dress. Vel- it's also velvet. I mean, velvet. Maybe I have a thing for velvet. velvet. is hot. But I mean, like, even the cut of it. Like, it's just the way that it's positioned. And it's also like, she's positioned this like nice date. Like, it is a very different vibe. No, she, Rumple actually looks really good, too. I love his pocket square. Well, that's normal gold, too. I know, but it was a very nice pocket square. Like, usually his pocket square... It has the gold lining. Yeah, it. usually it's just a solid color, but this one had the lining. It was like she was making him her kin to her Barbie. Ew. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. Doll. I mean, that's the yeah. whole rest. Well, she makes him meat pies, which is, like, emotionally manipulative. <laughs> the meat pies that he loves. I mean, we kind of debated this last time, but, like, she's in love with him. Yeah. Like, not just, like, because he's the only person to believe. She is in love with him. Yeah. His acting in this scene is great. Beautiful. I mean, when she tells him about the time travel, he's like, time travel is against the fundamental laws of magic. And then he's, like, really impressed that he figured it out, but also horrified. He's like, oh, my God, what the fuck is she going to do? Which is funny that she, and I'll dig in way more when you do the recap, but, like, if that was her plan, I don't think she had to go about it this way. I think she actually could have just civil warred the town. To, wait, what? She could have walked up in the middle of a town hall and says, I have a way to undo your greatest mistakes. And I'm pretty sure half the town would have joined her. But I don't know that that's... Oh, you mean, like, they would just help her? Exactly. Instead of fighting you, I give you an opportunity that no one has ever... And then that could have been the discussion the whole season. Is this right? Is this wrong? I mean, it's against the fundamental laws of magic. Sure, but, like, we talk about Ruby. Imagine her being able to go back and save Peter. You don't think she'd jump at that chance? I don't know. It, but I would like to know. Yeah. That that could have been the conversation. Question. Yeah. And question. and almost every single character that we've run into has something like that. Snow White, undarkening her heart. Could have been a real conversation. Um. Anyway, back to the present. And then he uh, he decides to go for it, and she's into it. She's no, no. he is very clearly going for a plan. Okay. He's but she's like moaning. Like this is a very sex-heavy episode. Yeah, they make a lot of jokes. They make a lot of references. She is like she's really into this. And then does she know the whole time? I don't think so. I think she, she was it out at the really mad. She was pissed. She was hurt. And if he yeah, got she was she was really hurt. hurt. If he'd have gotten that dagger, she dies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he literally, my son gave his life so I could stop you. And I can see only one way to honor that sacrifice. And that's killing you. So, A, that's why Zelina deserved to die. Because that's exactly what he believes. And what I'm curious about in this is that, you know, when, when he talked to Neil back in Manhattan, he had said, I can just turn back the clock. And Neil was like, I don't want to be a 14-year-old boy again. Well, Zelina's actually presented him the option to go back in time. And he goes, I don't actually want that. Like, yeah, but my son didn't want that. I don't want that. He's actually decided to choose what his son wants, which is huge growth for Rumple, who would normally be like, oh, I just want my son back. 
Yeah, no, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I also think that he, like, he saved Henry, like, all of that. Like, there would be no Henry. Like, Henry is also Neil's legacy. Yeah, I mean, that. what I'm curious about, like, let's say they go back in time and he grabs 14-year-old Bellfire from the portal. Does that change everything? If you pull him to the present? I mean, we have yet to see I know. how time travel will work in this TV show. Yeah. In maybe half of time travel stories, that's how time travel works. If you change one thing, everything is different. I know. Um, but if you pull someone from the past to the present, does it change everything after that? Yeah. That's not true in this show. Yes, it is. It doesn't matter. We can we can talk about it. I mean, I, I know why it doesn't matter, but like that sh- that at that point there was something that was very clear that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. So we'll uh, talk about that soon. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she's fucking pissed and sad. Yeah, she's real pissed. She's pissed I, herself too. I think it. I think it's also on multiple levels. Like she clearly was into it, like sexually, mm-hmm. and I also think. She felt chosen by Rumple, and he is, knew that, which is something that she's wanted. And when she figured out that he was lying, it like hurt on like not just that he was choosing her like sexually, but like he, he chose her. he's choosing me, but he wasn't. Yeah, you know what's funny about this? Normally, like if a guy were doing this, like it's the parallel to Jonathan. Jonathan is manipulating Cora purely for his own personal gain. Whereas like Rumple is doing this, and I'm like. Good, get that oh, I, dagger. I don't think there's anything wrong with what Rumpel is doing. And that's the funny thing, though. Like, there's almost no time where you would see that and go, like, yeah, I agree with what the guy's doing here. But in this situation, like, he's a hostage. So, yeah, yeah. whatever you need to do to get that dagger and get free and kill her ass. Yeah. Which is weird for a show like this. To well, and he also recognizes in this episode and throughout this, like, she, he doesn't want to do all of the, like, he's, he's a threat to everyone. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want that. This actually does explain a lot of what he will do in later seasons. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. I hate to say he's not wrong. I mean, he almost killed a little boy. Yeah. He asked for help, man. He asked for help. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Because that doesn't always work. Okay. Anything else? Good episode. Yeah. Not, not a great episode, but I, I, episode. I would say good backstory. I wish we got more episodes like this because we don't have many episodes left in this half season. Mm-hmm. This half season feels somehow shorter. I guess because the finale that is a two-parter, which isn't always the case. Yeah, because going home was... And you... It's setting up... Well, I guess it's kind of resolving, but it also... It feels very separate. I don't think it's shorter. I think most of the episodes have just been bad. Maybe. I mean, like, I'm looking back and I'm kind of like, like, we have we have not had a single episode. Like, we like Tower, but nothing that's even been, like, top ten. No. Like, initially you thought New York Serenade might be a top five for you. And you're like, it's fine. But you don't love it, love it. Yeah. Um, and then the other ones were like, oh, Quiet Minds felt like it could have been great, but it just wasn't. Uh, and that's why it's just been like, there's been nothing. This has been the first one where we're like, ooh, the stakes have been raised. What's your favorite moment? I think I had four. I have one that's kind of three <laughs> that's a very mean move so why don't you go first um one that's kind anytime of anytime snow and regina are on screen together is my favorite moment i had regina and snow bonding yeah so but I'm specifically like... their last conversation yeah. where they like really come to an understanding snow really understands regina and like actually helps her overcome something 
So that is what I want from all of the characters. It's fine if you have walls, but I need to actually see something that tells me as the viewer what's going on. If you need to have a one-on-one -on -one with someone, that's great. But I know a lot about Regina, and I know a lot about Snow in that because of that little mm -hmm. thing. We need that with more characters, specifically one. More favorite moments? Uh, Rumple being an attack dog is horrifying. Mm-hmm. But it is terrifying because he's dirty and he's forced to do horrible things that he doesn't want to do, but he will do it. And that whole scene where he's basically got Robin Sophie's choice here, like, give me what I want or your son dies was. And so the way that I like how I don't know what they did to like move Roland, but it was so creepy looking. Well, and the way that like not only was he going to kill him. He was going to kill him with the bow that Robin shot. Yeah. It was just so fucked up. And you were just like, this This is exactly what he was terrified about. Is that him being a tech dog is scary. Anything else? I got two more. Okay. Uh, the Charmings arguing over names. Perfect. Just fantastic. And very, very Charmings. Yeah. And then Zelina's dress. Oh, Zelina's dress. More than Regina's dress. I mean, I like Regina's dress, but I've seen Regina look very hot many times. Zelina's dress was very attractive. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Most ridiculous moment. I bet everyone can guess what this is. I'm not sure. The timeline is completely yeah. fucked up. Cora is engaged to Regina's husband. What the fuck, man? Well, they know each other. Like, this just doesn't make any sense. The backstory doesn't make sense. The fact that he wasn't really all that in love with Ava doesn't make sense. He was engaged to Regina's husband and accepted the proposal. No. This, this almost completely invalidates what we learned in the stable point. Yeah. One of those one of these episodes cannot be true. Yeah. Which is insane to me. Unfortunately, this isn't even the last time an episode from season one will be invalidated this season. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Keep going. Uh I don't have any do you have more ridiculous moments? Just the, that was the most ridiculous moment of this. And this was a seance where we brought someone back from the dead to have her jump into a body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh I have one loser. I have two. Okay. I almost put two. I have Cora. Yeah. Yeah. Lost hard. I almost have three losers. She I do have three. She got tricked yep. by Jonathan. Yep. Uh she almost had everything that she wanted. Almost. And then it got taken away. Um, and then she gave up her baby like a dick. You also said she got betrayed by Ava, and I don't think betrayed's the right word. Yeah, it's not really. I mean screwed over. But yeah, betrayed sort of implies that they had a like Ava yeah, and her like competitor. So. Yeah. Um, also, I wonder if Ava is bothered by the fact that she was a second choice. I don't know. That's a good question. Because he clearly was engaged. Everyone yep. knew it. And then she was just happy to step in. Yep. Uh, who's your other loser? So I have two losers because I added one that um, Snow White. And the reason I put Snow White is that to find out that about a mother that... I know. That's fair. Kind of looked at as like your idol. And then now... Oh, my mom's kind of a piece of shit. Is rough. I didn't think of that because I think that I think that she feels a sense of relief from the conversation that she has with Regina. I would agree with you. Like I said this with Henry that it was kind of nice that he saw Emma is not perfect because it helped form a better relationship with Regina. But like Snow doesn't get that here. She just gets she gets a better relationship with Regina, but she has to lose like her parent for that, which is not like an, a one for one to me. Yeah. Um, and then Zelina. Yeah, I also almost put Zelina. I didn't because she got 
what she needed. She got the heart. She did. But boy, she is so upset in that last scene with Rumple. She got what she wanted. And almost, again, much like Cor, she almost had everything she wanted in her mind, but not really. And really, that's what she wants more than anything. I think the thing that I really don't like about Zelina, like as a person, <laughs> is she she's very arrogant. Like many of our villains, Cora was also very arrogant. That was Regina. And she gloats a lot. Mm -hmm. But when it's so easy for someone to like break down her her gloating and she just instantly jumps to ah poor me which i guess regina did too regina did it with more it anger. was less like yeah it was less like my my life is terrible and yeah. more like i hate everything i'm gonna fuck everything up Still, uh, regina was, was entertaining to watch yeah regina was <laughs> i fucking hate this shit i'm gonna burn everything yeah. down because i hate all of you zoom is like what my life is so bad. Like, yeah, I get it. You were abandoned. So we're like three other characters in the show. Well, and I think that like they did a really good job, the writers. And this is not, again, the actress is fine. Like, I don't think that they've given her enough interiority. We've talked about that before. I agree. But like, it's very clear that Regina's behavior is because she hates herself. Yeah. And like Zelina, it's like, it's everyone else's fault. And you like legit think that. <laughs> Well, and that's the problem with, like, where you positioned her is that she's mad about not getting something that no one should want. It just doesn't make sense. Like, if if she wanted Snow's life, it would make so much more sense. Especially this backstory seems to imply that she was going to be a princess. Like, yeah. it, it's just, yeah, it's weird. And like you've said many times, this isn't Regina's fault. Yeah. Um. Okay, I have one winner. I bet we have the same winner. I have Regina. Same. I had I had a little bit of a hard time choosing Regina because she loses her heart in this episode. But despite that, she uh, really bonds with Snow mm -hmm. and like truly accepts responsibility and apologizes to Belle. Mm -hmm. And is her her behavior is not just like in many instances. She asked if anyone was hurt when her when her heart was stolen. She jumps in front of Snow. She's willing Twice. to die for her. Like it's. She's she's a changed woman. Um, and she, you know, gets to make out with Robin. He's hot. Way to be shallow, Chelsea. He's hot. Way to be shallow. <laughs> um, I say this as someone who has is dressed as my favorite moment. So we've all, we've often talked about like literal truth. She literally lost her heart, but she may have figuratively gained her heart. It's true. Because okay. she's with Robin, yeah. which is, you know, kind of what she's wanted. All the things you said, 100% agree. I also think understanding her mother better was probably very helpful for her. Like, yeah, like it doesn't forgive what your mom did to you, but you do understand why she did the thing she did. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think she knew this. Like, it seems like she was not aware of this backstory, which is fascinating to me that her and her mom were so not close that probably the defining moment of her young adult life was not told to her daughter. Mm-hmm. I don't like, especially when she talks about so much about like, uh, you know, love is weakness and power is freedom and all the things that she was trying to teach Regina. If you really wanted her to be this woman, why didn't you tell this story? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just bizarre to me. I don't know. Maybe she was ashamed of it. Like she didn't want to look like a fool. Maybe. I mean, I, it's a, it would be a hard thing to tell. And seemingly like. Ava became a better person, but we never get to learn anything about that. 
Maybe. I have no idea. I mean, basically the only information that we get about her other than that Snow thought that she was a good person, which makes me think she probably was. Snow was young. I know. Um, but we do have that flashback scene where where she dies. And she, like, calls out Snow for, like, being mean to Johanna. Yeah. And, like, that, it's a small thing, but it's also, like, she wasn't just some princess that wanted to be queen. Like, she actually cares about the people that, you know, she... I mean, I'm not defending monarchy or anything, but, you know. <laughs> you have a talent for defending shitty women. <laughs> I, like, this was shitty. She did a really shitty thing here. Not trying to say she didn't. Just in Snow, Snow must think for a reason that she was a good person. Well, probably if you grew up listening to your father speak about her that way, you yeah. assume that. Yeah. Um, which is odd. That, that, so that, I guess, is the part that that's why my re most ridiculous was that way, is that like what we have learned previously doesn't seem to line up with what I learned today. But yeah, no, there's a fair point that like from what Snow saw, Ava was a good person. Yeah. And maybe she did change. We don't know. There's too much gap yeah. for us to really know. Well, and the, the, the people also loved her. Yeah. Like she, she was presumably a good queen. Yeah, I, I mean, pe obviously, like, people don't know everything. Well, and also, like... He surely wasn't to Regina. <laughs> he was king, and he's consistent with who he is. Like, the Leopold we met in the past is consistent with the Leopold we meet here. Like, he even talks about how he has everything he wants. He's a good man. He wants to be that kind of person. He's pretty consistent in both stories. So it is possible that, like, well, yeah, you're his bride, so we just love you because he chose you. Like, it could just be, like, acceptance via marriage, whereas, like, we... Maybe they just know nothing about her except for you're the king, the good king's bride, so you must be a good person. Because it's his kingdom. I mean, he was already prince and set to be king. Okay. Um, so next week, we are going to watch season three, episode 19, A Curious Thing. What do we have left? That. Yep. Kansas. Yep. And then the two-part finale. Okay. Um, so I'm, I feel like we got a lot of questions answered in this episode, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I want to know how Zelina is going to get Rumpel's brains. <laughs> um, like, like everything has sort of been a symbol except Regina's heart. It's actually her heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not like some sort of metaphor. Yeah. How are they going to protect the baby? And then the... The, I think the big, like, how, like, how, like, how is Selena, how is Selena going to do this? I don't think we get this answered, but I, I, yeah, I kind of want some exposition from Selena on what exactly she wants to change about the past. Yeah. Because she keeps alluding to, and not even alluding to, directly saying everything you have should be mine. But other than Henry, what the fuck would you want from her? So, and she doesn't know the backstory either. No. So, what is it that she thinks that she can fix is like my burning question. Like, okay, let's assume that she can go back in time and she can change the past. Is really all she going to change she doesn't get abandoned? I guess. And she gets everything that Regina has somehow. Which apparently is a thing that people would want. Um, we are going to answer a question in the next episode that I'm very excited about finding out, which is who sent 
the note to hook. Yep, yep, that's going to be important. You know what the other real question I've had? Where the hell is Dorothy? Kansas. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, usually you meet Hook, you meet Pan. You meet the evil queen, you meet Snow White. But that's actually not what happened. We met Hook well before we met Pan. Yes, that's true. Um, but Hook was not a main... He wasn't the main villain of two. No, that's true. So it would have been kind of weird if, like, Hook was the main villain of two. And then we're like, well, where the hell is... Which is also weird that, yeah, he was introduced as a villain. And he comes all the way around the bend, and then we're like, oh, yeah, by the way, your typical uh, hero, he's the big bad. Yeah. Round and round we go. Yeah. Um, so that's a burning question for me. Where the hell, the, the, the biggest complaint I have so far is that I have not nearly gotten enough Regina and Henry. They spent all of their No, we haven't seen Henry since at least last episode, if not before. Well, and even when he was in, I think the previous one was him just driving. Yeah. So he hasn't really spent any time with Regina. Like, the whole Neverland thing was her basically saving him and showing how important he is to her. And we get none, really, of the, like, Regina and Henry bonding. And I'm like, that's, like, one of her best relationships on this show. Yeah. Something I do appreciate, and it's kind of back to Charming's um, mo moments. Like, there are moments we have to live them. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that Regina isn't just wallowing in her sorrow here. Not to say that she shouldn't, we shouldn't have scenes and she shouldn't yeah. be sad. But I... Like, they're trying to live their lives the best that they can while, you know, the Wicked Witch is coming after them. I wish she wasn't having to be preoccupied with the witch. I would yeah. rather her, like I said, be magical backup and work with Henry and her. She could be the B-plot in every episode. Not that I ever want her not to be in the forefront, but, like, I got a lot of Regina in 3A. Give me Regina and Henry. Mm -hmm. Give me Regina and Robin. Let somebody else fight somebody. Although, I mean, one of our only really good episodes this season is a Regina front episode. Yeah, but this episode would have been probably just as good if it wasn't about Zelina. Like, Zelina yeah. wasn't the key point here for this. Yeah. Regina and Snow bonding was great. Regina learning about horror was great. Yeah, no, Zelina was inconsequential, in my true. opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say those are my two big stories. And then, of course, you know, at some point, the Dark One is going to make you pay for this. Mm -hmm. When does that happen? When does How does he find a way to get out? Yeah. I actually don't remember. Um, I do. Yeah. I'm very curious to see it's what... It's in Kansas. Oh. So, two episodes. Um, I cried one time in this episode. Did you cry when she gave the baby up? No. Really? I cried in Regina and Snow's last conversation. When Regina was crying? Yeah. So, let me get this straight. A baby was abandoned before a tornado, and that didn't turn some tears on? Well, one, I already knew the you baby was abandoned. Lives. That's fair. Um... And I think it's kind of hard. I I was feeling I was feeling conflicting emotions, so it was kind of like hard to express any of them. Because like I do, but Cora did a shitty thing, and I also like feel bad that like she's in this position because Jonathan did this to her. It sucks to be a woman, man. You have to carry the consequences around in your body. You want me to let that? Do you want me to leave that alone? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> um, we also got another one of our trackers. Oh yeah, I agreed that we can kill somebody. I agreed. Yep. Um. All right. Oh, do you agree that we could kill Ava? No. One. I think. 
I, I shouldn't say agree. I would ask because I think Cora would say, I should well, kill her. Of course, Cora would say But that. Cora's insane. Um, one, what, while I think what Ava did was shitty, she, she didn't actually do anything like, like, Cora was lying and Cora was stealing. Like, Ava didn't, from a, like, on paper, what Ava did was, like, kind of the right thing to do. Let's not go there. Um, and two, we don't need to kill Ava. She is, like, completely non-powerful human. Like, if we want to punish her, like, it would be easy. <laughs> Fair. And on that same note, what about Jonathan? No. Um, I, well, he definitely shouldn't be allowed to be the gardener at the king's, the king's court anymore. No scoundrels that have attacked women in the gardens should be able to do, that's not what happened, but, like, she was screaming, like, I, based on, the, based on the interaction that people saw from the outside, he shouldn't be allowed to work there anymore. Um, yeah, like, I, no, I don't, I don't think we should kill him. I, I, uh. What if he's done this to, like, ten women? Yeah, I mean, I think we should, like. Lock him up and... For what? He's not doing anything illegal. Keep his dick in his pants. We should put a chastity belt on him. I don't know. I mean, technically, he's not breaking death the law. Is, death is pretty rough. Fraud? Impersonating a royal... <laughs> don't you tell me impersonating a royal isn't against the law. It's surely against the law. Yeah, it definitely is <laughs> You know what the punishment would be? Death. <laughs> so again i ask no he doesn't deserve to die so then he can't be punished for that crime <laughs> he can't be punished that's the only penalty for impersonating a prince just death off with their head that's what cora would say and we can end on that <laughs> yeah pull the weeds at her feet actually she would say off at his head but probably aim differently um all right, please be sure to join us next time when we watch Season 3, Episode 19, A Curious Thing. And we will see you next time.